You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hyman breaking the game open for the Edmonton Oilers Sportsnet, courtesy of the call, as the Oilers take down the Carolina Hurricanes last night, 6-1. to one. Edmonton absolutely wrote, we'll get, we'll get to the people who are like, oh my God, we're doing the NHL at 3.20 p.m. Eastern time? Yeah, because maybe, maybe, maybe there's a bet to be placed here, and it's going to be on a team and a player that everyone knows about. Uh, Connor McDavid is one of the favorites to be the Hart Trophy winner right now for NHL Most Valuable Player. Ken, we did this a lot to start the year before the Oilers fired um, Jay Woodcroft and made, what, what's, what's his name, Chris Knobloch? Chris Knobloch. Knobloch. Chris Knobloch. Yeah. Chris, Chris with a K, like Chris Benson, K-R-I-S, right? Chris, Chris Knobloch. Yeah, like, you know, like Chris Christopherson. Chris yes. Knobloch. Yeah. Or Chris, ben- Chris Benson. Yeah. Chris Benson's always yeah. who I go with there for the K-R-I-S. Former Met pitcher and Pittsburgh Pirate. Um, so they fire Jay Woodcroft. They were an absolute dumpster fire, allowing a billion goals. Couldn't, couldn't outscore the opposition. And now they're absolutely rolling. Winners of five straight games, seven of ten. Stuart Skinner was horrendous to start the year. Now he's won five straight starts. And, you know, off our conversation yesterday on the Buffalo Bills and, like, if Buffalo gets rolling and makes – and not, not apples to apples, still a lot of time left in the NHL season, obviously. But if the Oilers can get rolling, like, is there, is there, is there something to do here with the Edmonton Oilers now? The price isn't that low, 16-1 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup, Ken, plus 900 to win the Western Conference. Not too many teams ahead of them. In the uh, in the odds for the Western Conference to win the cup, um, just like overall thoughts on the Oilers and like, are we reaching a, a buy point potentially on this team? Worth noting, season ended now; they are not in the postseason, so still have some work to right. do. But I mean, they're like they're nuking teams right now. They are. Um, I think the way I would look at it is, I don't want to bet them ever in a postseason market ever, and I'll explain why in a second. And I would never want to, whether they started the year poorly, didn't start the year poorly, doesn't matter. Um, would never want to bet them in a postseason market. So that's like to win a playoff series, to uh, win the conference, to win the Stanley Cup. Would never bet them in those markets. And then the season long, like the regular season stuff, you probably, if you if you thought you had a buy point, it was when they fired the coach. And now like, now if like it, here's, here's a good way to think about it. If we're doing it on the show, probably too late. Like, because now, because we're talking about it. And if we're talking about it, we're not the first people that are going to think of stuff like this. Like, they've won all these games in a row. Like, it's kind of like cats out of the bag a little bit, probably. And, you know, because the bets would be basically like make, miss the playoffs, adjusted point over, or the division. And the problem with the division is the division is full of monsters this year in terms of what's happening. So, like, the Kings and the Golden Knights are both extremely good. And that doesn't mean that has to stay that way. And it doesn't mean the Oilers can't pass them, but it's not like, like there are divisions in hockey and in the NBA where no one has like gone and run away with the division yet. Like the, the Southeast and the NBA is always the really good example because the heat are always the best team in that division, but they never win very many games. And so it's like, you, you know, you try to talk yourself into a team. I don't know if there are vulnerable favorites in this division. Vegas has won a lot of games already. The Kings point percentage is very good. They just haven't played as many games as everyone else. So you're like, okay. And then the playoff prices, the thing I always struggled with, and I have them right here, like the problem with the playoff prices is there was always an expectation that this was going to happen. 
Like it never got that crazy because they fired, they, honestly, because they did the right thing. They fired the coach so early in the season. Like if this had gone 40 games, then you'd be like, man, are they really going to miss the play? Now it's like, like they're make yeah, they're minus 220 to make. They're not even in the playoffs right now. It gives you an idea of the how expectations have not even changed, but how they never wavered. And I think I remember checking this around when they fired the coach. They never got to a plus price to make. They were like minus 160, I think minus 150 in a couple places. And you were always like, is this even a buy point if we're already going to rate the team like it's going to happen? Like they're going to make it. They're more likely to make it than anybody else. So there just hasn't been, for me at least, as somebody who just like, I, I try to look at this stuff all the time. It just never felt like there was a buy. It, it felt more like... It was just the market expected this to turn around, and it has. And it's turned around, and now we're kind of like back to where we were before. You could take a shot on them to win the division. I don't think the Canucks are going to win the division for what it's worth, so they're probably more likely to win than the Canucks, and maybe they're slightly more likely than the price because the Kings are relying on unsustainably good goaltending from Cam Talbot, and the Golden Knights have a goalie injury, and you know, like there's, there's ways the Oilers can get back into this a little bit. So maybe division, but postseason-wise, people be like, well, why would you never win them and win the Stanley Cup? The, th- the traits that Stanley Cup winners tend to have, this team's got none of them, and they didn't have them last year either. Uh, Stanley Cup winners are the absolute nuts in one-goal games, because in, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, all you play is one-goal games. It's like So you want teams that have an excellent record. The Oilers don't play any one-goal games, as evidenced by last night. They, they smoke teams on the power play, which is another thing I don't want my Stanley Cup champion to do. Score a lot of goals on your power play and never play a close game. Sounds like a great way to make the playoffs and lose every single time because playoff hockey is no has no relation to the kind of hockey the Edmonton Oilers like to play. So that's always going to prevent me from betting them Stanley Cup, anything postseason-wise. Division, I think, is a little interesting. It's just like you have to not like Vegas and the Kings to make the bet. And I, I like both those teams enough. I don't know if I can click the button. Yeah, I think it's like a really good thorough analysis there on the Edmonton Oilers. I figured it was worth talking about it just because they're oh, you know, yeah. they're, they're, they're the hot world. right now. And yeah. uh, f- fun winning money on them last night. So maybe we'll oh, ride them in the trophy. regular season and see how it goes. We could do, and, we could uh, do that and, too, just because you referenced that. They have the favorite to win. People know the league's version of the most valuable player awards, the Hart Trophy. He won it last year. He's won it three times, McDavid. Um It'll be he could definitely win again. Like if they go on this huge run and they make the playoffs and his numbers are better. It's, I mean, it's it's really going to be just who has the best overall numbers. Like combine everything together into one package. Who has the best? We'll do NFL MVP in a second. It's kind of the same thing. Like combine team success and play and, and statistical success. And yeah, there's a subjective element to it. Do people want someone to win versus not? And I do think the fact that he won last year does hurt him in like a tiebreaker situation against another really good player. But the question is going to be like, is there someone who's going to run away with this thing or create a tie if McDavid ends up playing well? So a couple, a couple ways this plays out. One, he just started off too far behind statistically. It's going to take him a little while to catch everybody. And maybe that means he never gets there. Maybe he doesn't lead the league in goals. Maybe he doesn't have like 150 points or whatever. And kind of like Patrick Mahomes, he'll be penalized because he didn't have as good of a season as he did the year before. Voters will choose to vote for somebody else. Or he rolls and runs away with it. That's the other way this plays out, to be perfectly honest. I don't know which one it's going to be. Um, Jack Hughes returned from his injury, plays for the Devils, for people who don't know, like sort of the up-and-coming superstar of the league. And now that he's back and playing at a very high level, I, I would view him as equally likely, probably as McDavid, to win or accumulate big stats. The Devils might be as likely as the Oilers to go on a run and win games. And Hughes' price is longer than McDavid by a little bit in most places. So, like, maybe, like, a small lean toward Hughes for me over McDavid. But, like, this is actually sometimes, like, Hart or an award market is over so fast 
And you always, the most fun ones are like NFL MVP, which we're about to do, where they, they go late in the season and you're not quite sure. And there's like four or five candidates. This might be like that. Like this might be an award April 1st where we're like, man, like there are like three players that have a you know, Kucherov and Pasternak and McDavid and Jack Hughes. And they're having these huge seasons and our Temi Panarin for the Rangers, if they win the president's trophy. And like, you know, there's all these players where like, man, it might come down to the last kind of like NFL. It might come down to the last few weeks. It's setting up that way. And one of the things that's setting it up that way is that McDavid got off to such a slow start. Yeah, it's a it's a, a fascinating betting market, and I think a lot a lot of these like a, a lot of these betting markets period are really fascinating here. Uh, McDavid plus four hundred, Pasternak of the Bruins plus four fifty, along with the aforementioned Jack Hughes. Ken mentioned Artemi Panarin of the Rangers, the uh, the bread man at eleven to one right now for the for the blue shirts. All right, I'll bring you our hockey bets for tonight coming up later in the show. That's why the show's the best. How about that? Yeah, eight minutes eight on the minutes Oilers. On the- Eight, eight good that's minutes that's on the a better eight minutes than anybody's probably done on the Oilers all year, honestly. <laughs> that's a, including, including in Edmonton. Including in Edmonton. <laughs> oh, also, call, listen, like, he's got a, he's got a hat trick of hat tricks. Yeah, that's not bad. That's pretty good. That was not bad good. For, for a guy Hyman. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, great guest coming up next hour on the show. Great guest throughout the program. Power hour, final hour, all our bets for tonight. But for now, let's talk some NFL awards as we come down the home stretch of the season. Jake, please bring the music up here. And, uh, and Ken, let's begin. As, uh, as you teased, with NFL Most Valuable Player, where, look, maybe it's like prisoner of the moment kind of stuff here. It feels like it's as wide open as it's ever been almost, or at least in the time that I've been closely following this award. So here's where we stand right now. The odds at BetMGM, our show sponsor, for NFL Most Valuable Player. The co-favorites atop the market, both at three, are Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy. Jalen Hurts is the third choice in the market, the second choice behind the two co-favorites, but yeah, whatever the third. Jalen Hurts is four to one. Patrick Mahomes, the reigning defending MVP, plus six fifty. Tua Tungavailoa and Lamar Jackson are both eight to one. And just want to get this piece of news into the show. I don't think this is going to end up affecting anything this weekend. We were talking about this off air before the show, like a bunch of Ravens beat writers were saying Lamar Jackson is not present at practice. Everybody else was. Um, The Ravens are coming off their bye. So it's kind of like, hey, like what's up with Lamar? And we were even speculating because Lamar was at practice yesterday and talked to reporters on Wednesday. Like maybe he's sick. Like actually like Lamar like gets is sick every single football season. It's not like an insult to him. He literally has so an illness we, every single season. We're sick yes. every football season, too, all the time. We always and how about this? And we show up to work. <laughs> we don't he's have soft. practice, though. Well, we, we got games. We got 22 hours yeah. of games every week. Yes, we don't have so practice. We have practice. Yeah. So, so uh, it is an illness for Lamar Jackson. It's Thursday. The expectation should obviously be that he plays on Sunday. Not, but we'll we'll wait and see. Just wanted to get that in there that Lamar did miss practice today, Thursday, with an illness. We'll find out tomorrow. We'll learn more this weekend. I would still expect him to play. We'll see though. So Tua and Lamar are both eight to one. Tyreek Hill is at twelve. He was at twenty earlier in the week. Maybe, maybe, maybe partially because of us. This number is now shortened a little bit. Tyreek Hill is at twelve. Christian McCaffrey is twenty. C.J. Stroud is twenty-five. And the last name that I included here was Josh Allen at 33-1. to one. And then, and then like, literally the sports book draws a line from there, like Jared Goff's, like, 100-1 from sure. there. So Allen can be the last name we talk about. So, Ken, um, some interesting candidates here. Some candidates aren't so interesting, but I think it makes for a fascinating discussion. How are we handicapping as we stand on the precipice of Week 14, NFL Most Valuable Player? Well, I think you're right that uh, 
that it's really fun that this is like a this is an awesome market to talk about it is really interesting and i think you can come away from it with a lot of different opinions i don't i don't have to be right i i don't think this is like rock solid like i got it nailed um i think there are two conversations we probably have to have in the first hour of the show one is the usual conversation what's the lay of the land kind of how do i see everything right now are there you know how do I, how would i price everyone what do i think is going to happen and then the second part of the conversation is if you have dak prescott at a big price because you heard me talking about it on the show that i bet a lot of it what should you do or how about like what did i do and then you can do whatever you want so it's kind of like you know if people have dak i promise like i got a ton of notes from people like what do i do like, this is really awesome, but, like, now I'm all, you know, people get nervous because, like, it's really fun. Like, you're holding this, they're holding, maybe like, a winning lottery ticket, maybe, at a big price. And so, want to make sure that those people kind of, like, get their answer. And because I think there's a lot of them, honestly. And, uh, and in it, but in addition to that, I think we start by just being like, well, how do I, how do I kind of see things right now? And I don't have to be right. Uh, there have been a ton of pieces, podcasts, blogs, articles, whatever written this week about most valuable player it's sort of piqued everyone's interest and attention because of the the many different people who can win i have tried to consume all of this information i think i've done a pretty good job with the help of some friends and some other people who also do this and i feel like i sort of in the aggregate i have a good idea of how people are thinking about this right now doesn't mean they can't change their minds and so i'd like to pivot away from who I think should win most valuable player, which I think you're going to get a lot of this week. Well, I think this guy should win because of this. I think I would try to pivot away from that as we're nearing the final quarter of the season now and pivot more toward who does it seem like everyone's talking about? Uh, usually these are people who either vote or are like sort of think the same way as other people who vote. Who are they talking about? Who are they thinking about? Who are they not talking and thinking about? And that, oh, that's interesting. Like that name hasn't come up at all. And I'd rather handicap the final quarter of the season that way now that we're like so close to the finish line at the halfway point first quarter first four weeks of the season i'm we're all guessing the voters are guessing none of we're all we're all bad at predictions none of us know what's going to happen so i it's in that case like it is who i think should win and i'm going to try to make my best guess about what i think the voters are going to do we're, we're close to the finish line now if they're not talking about a guy i shouldn't be betting on that guy like and give you an example no one's talking about tua at all 0.0 percent I think he can't win, like can't win. Not even like there's less than a, I actually think he's almost like can't win. And I, and I, I say that it's slightly hyperbolic, but that I really mean that I would never bet him. I would tell other people not to bet him. That's what I'm talking about. He has a low price. Like, I think if you consume all the content out there, you don't, I don't get the idea he's even eligible anymore. I don't, I feel like he's out and I don't think there's enough time left to get back. Honestly, uh, I start to get the same sense about Lamar Jackson. I absolutely get that sense about Patrick Mahomes. Like there are players where if you, again, like it's uh, who I think, should, who cares? What are they saying? What are they talking about? I don't, I don't get the sense any of these players are even live for the award anymore. And I'm going to choose to bet that way. And if Lamar wins and he has a great final month of the season and he wins, I'll be wrong, but I'm approaching it that way. I'm trying to kind of gauge temperature as best I can of how people feel about the award with so few games remaining. And so I, I think that the easiest thing is who are they not talking about? And then in the next segment, it's who are they talking about? How would we order those players? And can we come up with like a strategy to approach this to try to cover as many players as we think is can win as possible? I, I like how like Justin Herbert's still like nearish. Top like just they're just some really funny names here. Like just like well, no, yeah, zero percent chance. Nobody's betting them. It's just like they're raising the price and raising the price, and eventually it'll be ten million to one or whatever. It's just. 
Not yet. All right. On the other side, strategy for how to bet NFL most valuable player as we enter week 14. And if uh, time allots, we'll talk a little offensive player of the year, which is should like the first digit of Tyreek Hill's price for offensive player of the year be like a two or a three? We'll discuss to end our number one on the other side. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.